1: We'd like to thank W.J. Pierce for creating and performing our music. Good evening, everyone, and welcome to Thorn and Cross Haunted Nights Live. We're your hosts, Alistair Cross and Tamara Thorne. Thank you for joining us. Uh, Before we get down to business, um, we'd like to tell you very briefly a little bit about our gothic horror novel, The Ghosts of Ravencrest, book one in the Ravencrest saga.
2: Yeah, well... Ravencrest Manor casts long black shadows across its grand lawns, through the surrounding forest, and over the picturesque town of Devilswood below. It holds its memories and its ghosts close to its dark heart. When governess Belinda Moreland arrives at Ravencrest to tutor Eric Manning's children, it's the most beautiful place she's ever seen. But she soon learns that not only is it built on secrets, its inhabitants keep plenty of their own. From the elegant English butler to the power mad administrator to handsome millionaire Eric Manning himself who watches her with dark, fathomless eyes. But Belinda soon realizes that the living who dwell in Ravencrest have nothing on the others, the ones who walk the darkened halls by night, the ones who enter her dreams, the ones who are watching and waiting. Ghostly screams echo as bony fingers clutch at her in the indoor pool. The spirit of a long-dead child calls to her. A trio of gibber nuns haunts her, and her mad black eyes blazing. Ravencrest is a house of spirits, and Belinda is thrust into a world of waking nightmares where there is no distinction between the living and the dead.
1: Yes, and the exciting part is, The Ghost of Ravencrest is on sale in ebook on Amazon today through the 20th for just 99 cents. So, if you're into long walks down dark haunted hallways by candlelight, get your copy of The Ghosts of Ravencrest. And book two in the series, uh, which is the Ravencrest saga, book two, The Witches of Ravencrest, is also available. Uh, And Exorcism, book three, is slated for an early 2020 release. All right. uh, Again, this is Thorn and Cross, Haunted Nights Live. You can learn more about what we do at our websites, alistercross.com, and or TamaraThorne.com You can visit our mutual blog At thornandcross.wordpress.com. Or if you tweet Our handles are At CrossAlister And at TamaraThorne uh, You can visit our Haunted Nights Live page On Facebook And you can find us On Instagram At, at Thorn and, and at Official underscore Alistair Cross. For more information On the show You can visit Authors on the Air On Facebook, Twitter And at AuthorsOnTheAir.com this is a broadcast of the Authors on the Air, Global Radio Network, LLC. All right, tonight's guest is someone that I, well, we both have, but it's, it's not news for Tamara for to meet these people face-to-face, but I have had the honor of meeting <laughs> tonight's guest face-to-face earlier this year. Um, absolutely adore her, and her writing is fantastic, and I mean that. Uh, Margaret well, thank Lucky you. flings words around <laughs> in the San Francisco Bay Area. She is the author of the Claire Scammon Haunted House series. Uh, House of Whispers is a tale of love, ghosts, and murder on the California coast. House of Desire is the second book in the series and is available for pre order now. Uh, she also writes mysteries featuring artist and private investigator Jess Randolph, the latest of which is Snow Angel. Margaret teaches fiction writing classes and workshops and has written two how to books on writing uh sham's quick guide to writing great short stories and writing mysteries you can visit her at margaretlucky.com. M A R G A R E T L U C K E dot com. right welcome to the show margaret how are you
0: i'm just You're fine welcome. and thank you very much for having me you are oh, we welcome. love
2: having you
1: yeah <laughs> we do we do and yes, I I um we we have been uh, looking through your latest book and it was it is like everything that you like you have a way with words. There is no question about that. As soon you as did. we as soon as we cracked it and started looking at it to kind of get a, a, a you know we we you know it, we were engaged. And kind of that's looked, your yeah. opening scene. We were. Yes, that's your opening scene and and you know that's you know good job. It's very visual. Do you set out to do that, or, or is that just an, a talent? Because it's like as soon as you start reading your work, you're there. The reader is there. You,
2: you, know, you know that the heroine is from a different era than ours just by the way she thinks and talks. And you, you say something about the sweep of her skirt on the stairs, and you okay, this is not in 2020. And you're right. very good at that. Well, so,
0: actually, that, that character, Roxanne, sort of goes back and forth between... Uh, 2020 and the current day, and 1896, and mm-hmm. she shares the the top billing in the book with Claire Scanlon, my um, main series character, who is a woman who's remaking her life as a real estate agent in um, San in the San Francisco Bay Area and who has this talent that she is not happy about, which is that uh, she can sense energies and presences that other people cannot. And um, So the story goes back and forth between the two of them. They have their first encounter at a fundraising party for a group that is trying to save a San Francisco Victorian from being redeveloped out of existence
2: mm-hmm. and
0: no one else can see this young woman, Roxanne um, except Claire at this party and so the voice uh, goes back and forth between the two of them and I did try to create a somewhat different voice for each one of them and so I'm glad you um, picked up that it show- Roxanne is from yeah. a different era because I tried to make her sound that way it works. Yeah. Well good. Just, as to the visual things, yeah. um uh-huh. to me one of the things I really enjoy as a reader is being drawn right into the middle of the milieu where the story is happening. So that is something that I try to do and um Tamara you used the word visual. I find that I have this little mental movie screen on which mm-hmm. I sort of see the books. And so visual details yes. are very important to me as a reader. So I t- figure, you know, I can't be alone in that. There must be other readers who like that. So I oh, try yeah. to bring it in as a writer as well.
2: You're very good at it. Well, thank you. Uh, I can't wait to read more. I'm, I'm glad you said it. Now <laughs> <laughs> uh, you. But, now, I haven't read it yet, but the first thing I thought of, because there's a reincarnation, it's, it's not reincarnation, it's time travel, but that always makes me think of that. Right. Another book that I read in my early 20s, um, Green Darkness by Anya Seton, had the same sort of thing going on. Have you ever seen that one? No, I don't wrote know that historical. one. She historical. You might enjoy that. But oh, right. it, it and you think, oh boy, one of those, because you don't see them very often. And, and, and what um, was that again? That's called Green Darkness green darkness and, yeah and the author I was anya seton okay. A-N-Y-A. She, yeah. I, I learned most of my history from her because i hated it so much in school but, <laughs> um, <laughs> there
1: is a better way to do it than the way they do it in school yeah, <laughs> I, agree.
2: yeah. I I just oh, made a thought.
0: note
2: <laughs> oh, okay and, and she writes great I, I started reading her again um she, what am I going to say? I forgot what I was going to say. Oh, uh, Roxanne is a soiled dove. And just, I, I instantly hear that word, and I think of the series Deadwood. And how much I like Western type things. So she comes from that era. Old yes. San Francisco?
0: Um, yes.
2: What was, in the 1890s, what was San Francisco like? It was very busy? on um, well, it was very busy.
0: It had turned into a big city almost overnight right after the gold rush. You know, from very, very rough and tumble in the eighteen fifties and it now had this whole veneer of sophistication going on. And but the Barbary Coast was still very active. Um there was still a lot of um, a lot of soil doves, a lot of Gambling uh-huh. institutions. There were also a lot of um, very respectable people who were beginning to campaign against that sort of thing.
2: But uh-huh. it wasn't
0: until right about on the time of the earthquake that San Francisco yeah. really got its act together to become not quite such a a wide open, <laughs> rough and tumble place as it right. had, had originally been. And um, so the I older part. The, oh. This book are set what about ten years before yeah. the earthquake.
2: Ah, and where exactly? Where does the Barbary Coast run from and to? Where, where well, was that? Well, the Barbary Coast back in the day was um,
0: <laughs> sort of the the area more north of downtown, kind of encompassing uh-huh. Chinatown and North Beach area. Ah. And that was the okay. the name of it. And then, but it it sort of spread out. There's a street in downtown San Francisco, a little two-block street called Maiden Lane. And mm-hmm. the, reasons, the reason it was called that originally um, was because if you were looking for a maiden, that's where you would go.
2: Ah, and, I like that.
0: And so it it had a certain, it was not in the Barbary Coast area exactly, but But it was Mm -hmm. it was nearby and had it served similar purposes back in the day.
2: Oh, nice. Now, your series is called. um, Oh, I I can't remember. The scare. uh, I just called it the the Claire Scanlon
0: is the name of the hero in Haunted House series to differentiate it from from that. um, The original book when it first came out. um, Mm -hmm. the, The. it was the, the series was referred to as the supernatural properties, but that's kind of a mouthful. Uh-huh. So I'm experimenting with some some other
2: things to call it. So so in this book, um, your, your first book in the series has ghosts in it, and this book is Roxanne the ghost, or are there more? No, ghosts. Roxanne is actually a living person
0: who right. comes and goes. Um, through this time portal that's in this house. It's a Victorian mansion Mm -hmm. that was lived in um, through its history by the same family. And so there is a ghost who is um, the woman who died and passed away and left her house to her three um, grandchildren who are fighting over it and fighting over what to do Ah. with it which is why there's this you know contest of who's going to win out the people who are trying to mm-hmm. preserve the house and turn it into a museum or the ones who are going to sell it off to developers and walk away with the money and this piece of San Francisco history will be gone and that that's the kind of contest that goes on in a lot of communities
2: um, all the time mm-hmm. and is that in in the fiction too or is that the the real thing. I, mean, I know the house is based on a real place. <laughs> no, that's in the fiction. The house the house <laughs> okay, itself that's... is based
0: very roughly on a real place that is a museum. It's a historic house. It's um, They have tours there at certain times and you can rent it for weddings and that kind of thing. Um, so that particular house has been preserved. I worked there at one time. I worked for a historic preservation group that had offices there, and Uh um, it was a lovely, wonderful place to work. And so my house is based loosely on that house, but I gave it this little decade or so of history that the real house doesn't have, which is the fact that Uh in my book, back in the 1890s, it went through – the spell of being a bordello, a parlor house, a, uh, oh. a blight on the community, according to the community, because <laughs> it was not in the in the Barbary Coast, but in what was considered a respectable part of town.
1: They must have I been very that. very annoyed. <laughs> you uh, you <laughs> have a, a very good ability of of balancing, uh, like you know how to set someone in the. Uh, in the moment, whatever that moment may be and, and I'm speaking specifically you know, Historically But you also don't weigh the reader down With um, needless information I know a lot of historical uh, books Are kind of hard because of that It's like the author gets maybe Really proud of his or her knowledge But you uh, have this really Delicate blend of, of making the setting clear Without weighing the reader down um, What kind of Research, I'm, I'm curious about what kind of research do you do when you're doing something historical when you're going back in the past? How do you go about that is it do you use the internet do you how does it work for you
0: well it, it it's it's a little bit tricky um and I once swore I would never write anything historical just for that reason that it has all this research you have to do <clears throat> mm-hmm. this house as I say, I worked in this house, so I knew the house I went back and and uh, did A tour of the house again, the house that I was modeling it on. Um, And one of the things is I learned a lot about San Francisco history when I was working there because it is a historic preservation group that has its offices. And um, Mm -hmm. so, and I have several books on San Francisco history. Um, Fortunately, I live close enough that I could, you know, drive around the neighborhood and Figure out exactly where certain things that I was making up ought to be. You know, uh-huh. if it were real, where would it be? Oh, it would be over on that corner. And right. um, and I, I did yeah. a lot of reading, and both on the internet, but also I, I happen to like books, so I, yeah. I read real <laughs> books.
1: <laughs> I know, right? Of
2: so night. <laughs> <laughs>
1: I think. Do you do you enjoy research though, or is it something that you is it like a necessary evil for you, or do you like look forward to
0: it? I do look forward to it because I like learning about things, and for one thing, it's a great way to procrastinate. Oh, I'm actually working <laughs> yeah. on my book. Look at me, I'm reading yeah, right? this other thing. And uh, yeah. <clears throat> I once saw I once saw a card, a greeting card that uh, said on it. Um, a certain legend that I felt applied to me really well, <clears throat> which is uh-huh. he said, I used to just be a crastinator, but I got so good at it, I decided to go pro. <laughs> <laughs> <Nice>. <laughs> oh, yeah. <laughs> so, so that's... Nice. So that So that's... Um, oh, yeah. It's one of my better skills, and research is a good way to, to go about it. But sooner or later, you do have to sit down
1: yeah. and
2: actually write something.
1: Right. right.
2: Yeah, that's... The and, stuff, uh, yeah, Alistair do, doesn't love the research. I love it too much. So yeah. <laughs>
1: yeah, it's it's, it's a bal it's a balance on this end because to me, I it isn't that I hate research. It's it's that I, I'm always I have a really hard time uh, deciding my just the way my brain works. I have a really hard time you know deciding you know what to leave in, what to leave out, and uh, it, it gets very kind of frustrating for me. So I so I tend to to kind of rush through it. Mm-hmm. And then on the other hand, Tamara likes to really immerse herself into it, which I think, you know, makes for for a better setting, you know. Uh but, drives
2: him nuts. You know, she, yeah. We're going to yeah, do this you, first.
1: Yeah. Well, <laughs> so it's a good, it's well, a good balance, but um, it's, it's, yeah. yeah. It's
0: <laughs> well, as you go along in the book, I, I hope you won't change your mind about whether or not I've achieved a good balance. Um <laughs> because I do throw in some historical things that I found interesting, but <clears throat> um, I always try to make the story first. Mm-hmm. You know, the, my purpose isn't to teach you San Francisco history. My purpose is to right. give you, you know, a good story with a few ghosts yeah. and a few hauntings and a few good guys and bad guys and and
2: uh, well, the, immersing yourself in the research allows you to know it well enough that people will assume you have always known it and you don't mm-hmm. you end up not telling them too much and I just love that. That how it works for you? Well,
0: yes, exactly. And I hope that's what yeah. people will think I have achieved. Yeah.
2: yeah.
1: <laughs> I'm I'm sure I'm sure of it I do not I d I don't I don't yeah, you're not that kind of writer. I, I have mm-hmm. no doubt. I have full faith that, <laughs>
0: <laughs> mm-hmm. that you
1: uh do you do you um we we may have talked about this a little bit before last time but but you like ghosts and hauntings and things like that do you do you believe in such things or is it just something that your imagination enjoys
0: well it's a little bit of both um in this series i have certain ways that um you know when claire my heroine perceives things what she perceives and, and how it all works has certain rules, and mm-hmm. a few of the rules get explained in the in the course of this book. Um, and I don't believe in ghosts in exactly the way she perceives them or the way they operate, you know, in mm-hmm. the books. Um, I don't believe in time travel in the way it operates in this particular book. <laughs> what I do believe, mm-hmm. though, is that the boundaries of a reality are wider than we tend to give them credit for. Mm-hmm. And so this is kind of, and exploring some of the ways in which those boundaries could be stretched, even if I'm not convinced that this is exactly the way it goes, um, uh-huh. the idea of ex- exploring that notion of stretching those boundaries, I find
2: very interesting and fun. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, yes. Exactly. I, I like the idea of not really knowing what strange things are, just enjoying them happening. Right. Right. Without definition. Yeah. yeah.
0: And I do believe that things happen that we don't have rational explanations for.
2: That's what it makes is. life worth living, I yeah. <laughs> it kinda
0: it, it
1: kinda is. And and it it kinda is because it, it you know, when you don't know, when you if you if you've ever taken like a science class or biology, it's like, yeah, there's really fascinating stuff, but also when you realize how limited... I like to think of it like, I do believe in science, absolutely, but I also uh, don't think we understand science as well as we think we do.
2: Exactly. That's that a, a good yeah. way to... Yeah. Put it. Our science does understand certain things as well as it thinks it does. <laughs> right, and It can exactly. be very blind exactly. that, you mm-hmm. know, when they don't have an explanation, they will make up one, but that's the way of the world.
1: It uh, is, it it's is. And fun, not and, 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 and I guess it makes us feel safe or something. It makes us feel in control, mm-hmm. and so we need to mm-hmm. have an answer. But I, I personally, I'm with you, Tamara, and uh, it sounds like you agree too, Margaret. I, I kind of like the mystery. I like the not knowing.
0: Mm-hmm. Well, I like the not knowing too. There was a, a while ago they were announcing that they might have found out what the Loch Ness Monster really is. and am wing wait, mm-hmm. I don't want to know mm-hmm.
1: that. I know. I want it no. to be a mystery
0: like, out there. Yes.
1: Yeah. It's like Example. when they every time they come out and they do this every few years, oh, we've solved the, 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 the mystery of who Jack the Ripper was. Right. And I'm like, I don't want to know. <laughs> <But> there's <laughs> a lot of
0: scientists, too.
2: <laughs> what was that?
0: You know, as they really delve into yeah. science. I mean, you get into quantum physics and some of those things. And, mm. you know, the science becomes, you know, Crazy. almost more and more mystical. <laughs> and it the does. scientists will tell you that. And... Um, you know, so as I say, I, I I think I think the boundaries get blurred a lot.
2: Yeah, I think so too.
1: Um, so do, you, to what do like, you Tell us read, about your or... other.
2: Oh, we're talking oh, no, no, about again. You're... Go ahead. It's all right. We did oh, all. Oh, I was just going to ask bad. Margaret to tell us about her other series. Uh, uh, your latest novel is Snow Angel. Yes, um, that one's. A different sort of thing. It doesn't
0: have the um, the ghosts and the you know the psychic uh, mm-hmm. little backdrop. It's it's a much more straightforward kind of of mystery series. Uh, the heroine of that one, Jess Randolph, is an artist who works as a private investigator to support her art habit. Because <clears throat> I'm sure you're aware, artists don't always find it easy to make a living at doing that thing that they love.
2: <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> and
0: in this particular story, there's a seven-year-old girl to whom she's become very close whose father is a San Francisco homicide detective. And on the night before, the day before, a her father is scheduled to testify in a major high-profile murder trial, the little girl goes missing. Oh. And so Jess gets involved in the search of trying to find out what happened to her. Um, the fam- the parents are estranged. Does it have to do with that? Is it an attempt to derail this trial? Is it something else entirely? Um, and are they going to find the child before it's too
2: late? Nice. That sounds very exciting. Yeah. I hope so. Oh. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it is. Well, where can readers find you and your books, and and uh, the new book uh, that we're talking about tonight, House of Desire? Uh, you can pre-order it now. Where, can, where you can pre-order it. it you can
0: pre-order it. the you can pre-order the the Kindle version, the ebook. Um, it's
2: it's yeah. up there on Amazon now. Um oh, There great. will
0: be a there will be a paperback edition as well. Um, mm-hmm. And <clears throat> but um, they don't seem to want to pre-order those. No, um, they, they don't. Yeah, <laughs> but but the book itself will be available in the spring. But um, you know, pre-order uh-huh. it now, and it will be ready for you as soon as it uh, it'll as, as soon as it's published, it will be yours.
1: All right. Perfect. And could you remind our listeners again of your website or wherever it is that you would like them to go to find out more about you and your work?
0: Well, um my website is my name Margaret Lucky M A R G A R E T L U C K E dot com. There's no Y unlucky, but um but that's how it's pronounced. <clears throat> and uh and you can find me by that name on Facebook as well. Or Twitter or you know, the usual places. But um and please, please come find me. All
1: right. Yeah. All right. Oh, well, I found your always, book on it, Amazon.
2: Beautiful cover. No. Oh, oh, thank nice. you. Uh, as, <laughs>
1: as always, it is a pleasure having you, and you're welcome back mm-hmm. anytime. So keep writing, and we'll keep having you back.
0: Yeah. Well, thank you very much. Please, it's well. always a pleasure to chat with you both.
1: All right. You too. All right. All back right.
0: Again. And to the <laughs> listeners,
1: thank you, everybody, for listening. And until next week, we wish you Haunted Night
2: and sweet screams.
1: Thank for listening.
0: Haunted Nights, live with Tamara Thorne and Alistair Cross.